I have a joke. You Tell us a joke. joke. You have a joke? What do you call a triple in the springtime? What? Harry Mud. <laughs> okay, we just want you on the podcast. Uh, yeah, I can sit this one out. <laughs> For over 50 years, Star Trek has been a part of our lives. In its many variations, we have shared it with friends and family members. Our passion for the franchise has lived on through the years. This podcast is dedicated to those relationships and connections that we have made with Star Trek as the focus. As a father and son, the hosts will shed some light into the differences and similarities seen through the years of watching Star Trek. This is Generations, a Star Trek podcast. I'm Tim. And I'm Doug. And we are father and son hosts of Generations, an independent Star Trek podcast. We're both lifelong Star Trek fans, and we want to thank you for downloading and listening. If you enjoy what you hear on the podcast, please subscribe. That way you'll never miss another episode of the podcast. We upload a podcast every few weeks. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter just using Generations Trek, one word. Our email address is generationstrek at gmail.com to contact us directly. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And if you do, please rate and review us. That'd be fantastic as well. Before we get into the podcast, we have a spoiler warning. Yes, the following contains spoilers from the entirety of Star Trek, from the original series through and including Star Trek Discovery. If you do not wish to hear plot points, character development information, do not continue. You have been warned. Now, Doug, the uh, the couple we have coming on today, we have a father and daughter. And the oh. father, I think most Star Trek fans that listen to podcasts might know him. Um, but it's his first time on with his daughter, so we're looking forward to that. So what do you say? Let's beam him in. Let's beam him in. Energize. Well, look who just beamed in. We have a father and daughter team. Uh, coming to Generations, the Star Trek podcast. Why don't you introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Aubrey. Hello, my name is Brandon. Now, Brandon, your voice sounds awful familiar to me. Where have I heard it before? Oh, on one or two podcasts. I think we've done a podcast together, and then we met in Vegas. My name is Brandon. I'm from Trek FM, and I host a couple of shows over there. I host Warp 5, which is all about Star Trek Enterprise, and I host a podcast about the music of Star Trek called Melodic Treks. Great. And Aubrey, what about you? Where are you from and what you do and what grade are you in? <laughs> I'm in grade three. Um, I think this is my third podcast I've been in. Fourth. Wow. Yeah, we did two for Melodic Treks together. Yeah. So I had Aubrey on for two episodes of Melodic Treks uh, where we took the music of two different episodes and we wrote a new story based on the music. And then we did a little bit of an episode on the 602 Club on the new Lost in Space. Oh, well, that was and, a fun show. Yeah. Oh, that, I forgot about that one. Yeah, and now we're doing yeah. this one. 
Fantastic. Well, welcome to Generations. It's good to have you both on. Thank you. Yeah, it's wonderful to be here. Yeah. Well, now we're going to get right into it. Okay. Um, what, Brandon? What's your? When were you first introduced to Star Trek? Oh goodness. So I don't know exactly when I was introduced to Star Trek, but I do remember that my mom sat us down in September of 1987 to watch Encounter at Farpoint live. I was six years old. And watching the episode, I, I knew enough about Star Trek that I was like, I point, I remember pointing to Data saying, is that supposed to be Spock? And I pointed <laughs> to Picard and said, is that supposed to be Kirk? But I don't know how I knew that at age six because, you know, my mom never really watched Star Trek. We didn't, we didn't continue to watch The Next Generation every week. But I remember that she felt it was important enough that we actually sat down when it aired the first time. But somehow you knew who Spock and Kirk were. Yeah, somehow. That's wild. Okay. What, what about you, Aubrey? I really don't know. It's been a very long time. <laughs> Probably eight, six, eight years ago. <laughs> Do you remember the uh, first episode that we watched together? No. No? You don't remember? <laughs> I think it was one from the next generation. I, I, feel, I feel like it for some reason. I remember one of the first ones that we watched was Cat's Paw, and Aubrey was very scared when the uh, witches came out and she hid underneath the bed that we had in the basement. The Halloween episode. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, do you, what's your favorite Star Trek memory? Do you have a favorite memory? I think it's going to Vulcan and seeing all the Star Trek stuff and seeing Spock's handprints. That was pretty cool. Did you go to uh, Vulcan Con? She didn't go to the con, but we I went to the con last year, and then we just kind of drove through and got to see some stuff while we were there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And how did you enjoy Vulcan Con? It was really fun. Um, I really wanted to get a magnet for some reason. A magnet? Huh? Just a magnet with a face on it. <laughs> Whose face? Um, I think it was Spock's. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, if you're in Vulcan, you got to get Spock's magnet. Yeah. <laughs> what What about you, Brandon? What's your favorite uh, Star Trek memory? You know, I actually got to say, I think it's a really new one. Uh, it was in Vegas last year. Meeting me. Meeting you. <laughs> <laughs> and second to meeting you was um, when they made the Picard show announcement. Uh, you know, I was sitting next to Alex Perry and Jim, Jim Morehouse mm-hmm. in the main convention hall there. And... Um, Alex Kurtzman came out and I'm like, as soon as he started talking, I'm like, they're going to introduce Patrick Stewart's coming out, man. Patrick Stewart's coming out. And the two of them were like, no. And as soon as he came out, like the, the crowd erupted into cheers. And like, I, I just started crying. Like I was like so excited and so happy, you know, because something from my youth was coming back and it just felt like a really important time for my Star Trek fandom. And then immediately after that, we went up to a room and in, in the hotel and a bunch of us from Trek FM podcasted. And again, I was so emotional, but I, you know, I think that's probably my favorite Star Trek memory, you know, I being in a room yeah. of fans like that to get that announcement was, was pretty amazing. Yeah. We were in that room too. And it was the same thing. It was incredible to be in, be around all those people who had the exact same reaction and all that passion all at once. It was fantastic. It was so cool. It mm-hmm. was fun. It was yeah. fun. Well, Star Trek has a philosophy. What what does that mean to you? So, for me, Star Trek philosophy is like this. Might merge into one of your other questions that you asked, but to me, 
Star Trek philosophy is about humans challenging themselves to be better. That's what the philosophy of Star Trek is, is to, to be better, to overcome your obstacles, to achieve more, and to better yourself. That's what Star Trek philosophy is to me. Okay. Aubrey, do you have any thoughts on that? I forget what philosophy means. <laughs> Philosophies are like, you know, human questions that we ask ourselves, difficult questions that we ask ourselves. Um, I don't really know. Okay. That's good. It, it, there's plenty of time to come up with some for later in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, when, when, uh, when we all hear fans say, this is Star Trek, or this isn't my Star Trek, what does is, what is that mean to you? What is your Star Trek? Um, what does Star Trek mean to you, Aubrey? It means a lot to me because it means spending time with my dad. <laughs> Aww. That's what Star Trek means to you. What does yeah. what does the show mean to you though? Like, does it does Star Trek the name signal anything to you yet? Because you know we haven't watched a lot of it yet, so not you're still really. learning kind of what it is. It doesn't really mean a lot to me because that's not my favorite show yet. But tell me what your favorite show is. Um. Well, my favorite show is Just Add Magic, but my favorite <laughs> movies are um, Star Wars, which is okay. That's that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I make no, I mean, I've cosplayed as Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi, so I have no problem with Star Wars at all. Yeah. Very cool. What about what about you, Brandon? So for me, when people say what is Star Trek and what is not Star Trek, to me, what Star Trek is, is stories where the crew is pitted against some type of new challenge that challenges their preconceived notions. Like they come into it thinking it's one thing, but when they when they get all the information that they need, they find out that it's something else, and it and it lets them look at a different perspective. So to me, that's what the what Star Trek is at its core. And while not every episode can be that, I think that that's what the pinnacle of Star Trek is: is challenging your preconceptions, moving past your preconceptions, looking at things from new angles, so that you can better understand, getting information, so that you can open your mind and realize that you don't have all the information. You just want Ariam to have all that information. I just I don't want Aaron to have the information. I just want her story to be spaced out over three or four episodes. That's yeah, all. Yeah, would have been nice. That's <laughs> a really interesting way to think about it. I've never thought about Star Trek like that, where every episode, the really powerful ones are the crew challenging, um, like you said, what they thought beforehand, and then the dynamic change mm-hmm. through the course of the episode. Do you think that that has changed um, as Star Trek has gotten more less episodic and more thematic over the course of a season have they because like in the original series something would happen and then everything would be reset back to zero the next week do you think that when star trek started having a memory that impacted that yes and no because while i didn't love season one of star trek discovery you know there and i'm i'm not i don't think that season two is like head and shoulders the best star trek out there like i when I knew that Star Trek was coming back to television, I was very excited. And if you go back to my early patrons roundtables that I was on, on Trek FM, like I'm sitting there saying, this is going to be the best Star Trek ever because of how television is done now. And I think that, I think that Discovery is falling short of that because of the writers. Now, there is a lot in Star Trek that is very Star Trek. You know, like the episode New Eden is very, very Star Trek. They go to a planet. 
they see stuff that's going on on the planet, they explore it, they get an answer, you know, they, they, again, they challenge their preconceptions. Um, you know, they've, there've been a lot of episodes in season two that are very, very Star Trek episodes, but with those are individual episodes, but the story at a whole isn't there yet. Now I understand we're not at the end of the season yet. We're tonight is going to be episode 10. I think it is. That's going to be airing. So we're still into season two here. Um, I think that they really did miss the mark on that in season one. And while season one was good storytelling, I don't think it was good Star Trek storytelling. Now, not every single episode of Star Trek is head and shoulders. Fantastic. And I still love watching the bad episodes of Star Trek. It's just for me, Star Trek doesn't live up to what television can be now. Okay. No, I understand that. That's very good. Um, what made you decide to share Star Trek with Aubrey? I don't know, actually. I mean, like, <laughs> while I wanted to share my fandom, you know, I've never been one of those people who are like, you sit down and watch this with me, you know, like, and then they end up just liking it because, you know, that's it. I mean, Aubrey and I, we share more than just Star Trek as our fandom, you know, and... Uh, you know, we watched Lost in Space last year, yeah. and both of us thought Lost in Space was better than Star Trek Discovery. Like, we both thought season one of Lost in Space was better than Discovery. But we watch a lot of other shows together, too. What else do we watch, Aubrey? Um, we watch The Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're watching the original Twilight Zone, and we're watching um, the 80s Twilight Zone. And we're very excited because we're just what, two weeks away from the new Twilight Zone. Very true. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah, so we're very excited about that. So we watched Twilight Zone together. Um, what else TV shows do we watch? I mean, we watch a lot of movies together, but I think that's it for TV shows. Yeah, we don't watch a lot of TV shows together, but we watch a lot of movies together. We do watch a lot of movies. Um, but I, I think Star Trek we just watched together because Discovery was new and I wanted to share Star Trek with her because it was such an important experience. And, uh, you know, while I remember my mom showing me Encounter at Farpoint, Mm-hmm. You know, I don't associate Star Trek with my mom or my dad even really, because okay? my parents didn't really like Star Trek. I kind of discovered it on my own. But, you know, when it comes to like the Twilight Zone, I wanted to share that with her because I think it's a very thought provoking show and they are wonderful stories to, to show children because they tell these powerful stories in a very easy, understandable way, easy to understand way. Um, so we do get the added benefit of being able to spend time together and then be able to talk about these things and, and, you know, share a common interest and then talk about something that we've experienced together. So I think that's probably the primary, the long answer to, uh, okay. Okay. And uh, Aubrey, you are watching discovery. Yeah. I like it, but I didn't really like the last episode with Arium. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Jeez, I wonder if Apple doesn't fall far from the tree, does it? <laughs> I didn't I didn't coach her on that one. I asked her, before she got to bed that night, I asked her. I said, "What did you think of that episode?" She's like, "I didn't really like it." <laughs> okay. So. Um, they gave us all the information on that one episode for us mm-hmm. to care about her, but it was like, I know. But my you know what my argument is with that? Have you seen Bambi? Yeah. When Bambi's mom died, did you cry? I really haven't watched it that much. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> see, see, I can reciprocate and challenge that. But Bambi's mom was never even on screen. Uh, yes, sure she was. Uh-uh. No. Yeah. <sighs> so, but the problem with Bambi and the comparison to Bambi, and a lot of people compared it to other episodes, is that, um, you know, it, 
Bambi is a loving mother. You know, we've seen episodes like with Cito Jaxa and like, this is a character that we've developed emotions with and attachments to um, because we see them and their, their human personalities prior to this episode, there has been absolutely nothing Arium that has done to indicate mm-hmm. that she's anything different from some type of robot, like the robots on Harry Mudd's planet or anything like that. There's been no emotional interaction whatsoever. The rest of the bridge crew that we see have gotten emotional right? They've laughed, they've smiled, they've been like, Captain Pike, we have trouble. Even when Captain Pike was going and being familiar with everybody, okay, no ranks, just names, mm-hmm. Arium still gave her rank as Lieutenant Commander. So up until this episode, she could have simply been a robot. Now I understand behind the scenes, they're like, she's an augmented human, but there's really nothing in the show to indicate that she was anything more than just a robot. And so here we are. We have an episode that is entirely her episode, and we haven't felt anything for her prior to this point, so they force-fed us everything in this episode. They didn't even need to add anything. All they needed to do for me was scatter all those scenes that we saw throughout the season that we would have built more of that character and made us realize she was more than a robot than everything in this one episode. It would have been nice if that would have have been a short trek. Or a short trek. But again, it's not not Arium. It's not the death of Arium that bothers me. Again, it's just the the choices in the writing are the problems that I've got with Discovery. That's all. So sorry to go on the tangent there. But. Oh, I still was pretty sad when she died. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I shed a tear. She didn't deserve it. No, well, she was going to kill everybody. Anyway, this is not a Discovery <laughs> podcast. Um, are there other family members that are into Star Trek? What do you think? Do you think the rest of her family likes Star Trek? Yeah. Who? Well, I think Esri likes it a little bit, but not as much as we do. One of my twins' name is is Esri. Okay. So So she watches with us a little bit, but not very much. So I think she just wants to spend time with us in the basement because she sees that Aubrey and I are doing something together, so she wants to be with us, which is fine. Yeah. Um, My wife likes Star Trek, but she doesn't like it as much as I do. She's a Next Generation fan, first and foremost. Um, She doesn't really like Discovery that much, and she she didn't like season one enough that she just doesn't even want to watch season two. (laughs) So yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, how's Star Trek? In- watch more with us. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. I wish you would watch more with us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wish my wife would watch it more too. But it's my thing. <laughs> my wife watches it with me. <laughs> Your wife watches. Yeah, you have one TV. That's <laughs> true. Um, how is how has Star Trek impacted the relationship between you two? We watch a lot of shows together, and and it makes us have a lot of small talks about the show. Mm-hmm. Well, a few, not a lot, mm-hmm. but he normally doesn't do small talk. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, <laughs> he only does it on Star Trek and stuff that he that we watch together normally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not the best at chit chat and small talk and stuff, but Star Trek's pretty important to me, so that's kind of what I talk about. Yeah, I've heard um, get you wound up talking Star Trek. You don't. Yeah. You don't stop. <laughs> but it's like it's affected our relationship because it's it's something that we do together, and it's a, yeah. it's something for us to share, which is very important for me. You know, I like I, when I was a kid, I would watch like TV shows with my mom, but they'd be like more horror stories, more scary stuff. And I remember at a very young age, she was showing us like the Freddy's TV show, Freddy's Freddy Krueger TV show, which is at a way too young of an age. Mm-hmm. But I have fond memories of spending time with my mom watching TV. So that's, that's to me, 
that's memories to me. So TV Very good. make memories. <laughs> make memories. Oh, okay. Um, how how has Star Trek affected your life? Has it had any effect on who you are? Really? But again, with my dad. Mm-hmm. So you don't think it's affected you at all yourself? Not really. No. Do you ever talk about it at school? Does anybody ever, do you ever bring it up at school? No. The no. only time I bring it up was when I made up that joke. <laughs> and then nobody probably got it. Yeah. That was a very emphatic. Is it because you're not interested in talking about it at school or nobody else at school cares? Nobody else at school knows about Star Trek, so. I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> no, I, I teach fourth grade and um, I make Star Trek jokes because I can't not make Star Trek jokes. And the kids are always like, we don't know what you're talking about. We don't, <laughs> we don't get it. I don't understand. That's not going to stop me. So I was just interested if, if you would talk about it at school, because I, when I was your age, I was watching Star Trek and I would talk about it and I would get the same reaction that you are getting and that I'm getting right now. Nobody knows what's going on, but that's OK. We're in a special club. Yeah. <laughs> We are Starfleet. <laughs> we are Starfleet. Yeah. yeah. Aubrey, who's your captain? Pike. Ooh, good answer. Pike. Well, why Christopher Pike? I don't know. I just really like him. I like the only episode that he was in in, uh, in the next generation, I think it was. The original series, The Cage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We watched The Cage in between seasons when we knew Pike was coming on. Oh. I made I made Aubrey watch it. I'm like, we're going to watch this episode because just so you know who this guy is. And I'm really glad that we did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, is, it explains a lot. Because we I haven't mean, seen Menagerie. We've seen a few episodes from season one of the original series. But she doesn't really like the original series. She likes Next Generation. And that we've only seen about half of the first season of Next Generation so far. And she yeah. still likes it, the first season? Hey, the first season's really good. This one <laughs> I, I like it. It's my show. So I agree. <laughs> My favorite episode of Next Generation is in season one. That's conspiracy. Really? The one with the slugs? Did I see that one? No, you haven't seen it yet. I <laughs> love that episode. No spoilers for Aubrey. Everybody knows <laughs> conspiracy, but I love that episode. Who's your captain? You know, it's I've been questioning that this this year. Like up until now, it's been Cisco, right? But honestly, I really love Anson Mount as Pike. I think he's doing a really phenomenal job. And I do think that they have written Pike very well. There's been a couple of really great scenes with Pike this year that I think it really, really show what a great leader is. You know, like the scene when he's talking with Georgiou, or sorry, with um, with Burnham about Georgiou. And he's like, there's another story here. And she's like, yes, but I can't tell it right now. And he's like, that's good enough for me. You know, and then when Saru decided to let um, uh, Tyler and Culber fight it out. And, you know, he's, he talks to him first to get all the information. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, okay, I understand the decision you made. Don't make that decision again, but we'll let it go this time. Like to me, he really, really is exemplifying what a great leader should be. And I'm quickly falling in love with him as my favorite captain. Yeah, I, I can understand that because it's, he's playing it really well. And yeah. we, didn't, we didn't have that much to go on going in. Mm-hmm. But the pieces that he took from the cage to develop this character and the writing mm-hmm. of him, I think it's just great. It's just yeah. really good. Who's your favorite character? Burnham. Oh, that's quick. Yeah. Really? She, I, every time I asked her that, she's like, without a doubt, she's like, Burnham. Why, why do you like Burnham? 
I don't know. I really like how she looks. I like her hairdo, and I like her personality. Mm-hmm. Like, when she cares for that thing, like, Stamets does it now, but... Oh, the tardigrade? Yeah, the tardigrade. Mm-hmm. When she cares for that, it just really makes her a good character. Because she's really caring and nice. Okay. How about you, Brandon? You think you're going to be surprised? Garrick. Garrick. Garrick is my favorite character in Star Trek. All of Star Trek. Yeah, I absolutely love him. He's brilliant. The The subtleties of his writing, the, the quick wit that they've given this character, his one-liners, his acerbic attitude is just, is just brilliant. And he is my favorite character in all of Star Trek. I love him. What's your favorite Garrick episode? Oh, that's such a tough one. I mean, like, The Wire is a go-to episode, obviously, for Garrick. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's not necessarily episodes. Like, it's it's moments with him. Like, In the Pale Moonlight is great, mm. you know, because of all the stuff that he did in, in, in the Pale Moonlight. But I'll give you my favorite Garrick line. And my favorite Garrick line is when they're talking about the boy who cried wolf. Okay. Right? And Bashir asks him and he says, you know, he's like, the moral of the story is that you shouldn't tell, uh, he says, don't, what's, you know, I know the Garrick's moral so often that I forget the human worry. It says, don't, uh, don't cry wolf because eventually people won't believe you. And Garrick's response is no, that's the moral of the story is never tell the same lie twice. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And uh, you know, I don't know. Like it just it it sums up just that one sentence sums up character Garrick so much. And you know, because we've been told that story so many times that we all think of it as this one way, but to have this character come in and look at it from another way is just it's so brilliant. Hmm. Hmm. So okay. when I met Andrew Robinson in Vegas, I got him to sign. I've got a, uh, one of the Hamilton plates. And it's the Cardassian ship, and I got him to sign it. Never tell the same lie twice. Oh, that's very cool. I like that. (laughs) That's very cool. So, if I ask you your favorite series, is that going down the obvious? Yeah, (laughs) I think it's down the obvious. It's definitely Deep Space Nine. Okay, all right. So, you like more of the serialized show then? I do really like the serialized store uh, type of storytelling. And I think like te- that's, that's why I was so excited for discovering the first place is because television is in a new golden era. You can do so much with television right now, you know, with the budgets that you've got on TV and the type of storytelling and the arc based storytelling, like some of the shows that I really, really love are, you know, stories like walking dead and game of Thrones are shows that I give of perfect examples because they tell season long arcs, but, what Discovery, in my opinion, is doing differently that they shouldn't be doing is they're trying to tell too much in the season and not enough character. Too much action, not enough character. And these other shows that I watch have much more character development and much less action. You know, you'll have episodes that take place at the same time, told from different characters' points of views and things like that. You'll get episodes where you focus on one or two characters and you don't see anybody else. You know, I really like that style of storytelling, and that's definitely not what Star Trek Discovery is doing right now, and that's what I was hoping that they were going to do. Yes, some of the best episodes of Star Trek take place on the ship, and they never leave the ship. Mm -hmm. So it's it's all story at that point. It's good. Yeah. What about even even DS9? Like, there there was episodes that didn't have Cisco. Right, mm-hmm. like they they would not focus on him. They would focus on one character, and it would just be them. And like that's to me, that's you can get some of the best storytelling because it opens you up to telling more about the character, and you learn a lot more about the character. So, 
Aubrey, what's your favorite series? Um, I don't really know. The Next Generation is yeah. really good. Now, have you watched? Have you watched any Discovery? You told me Discovery last night. It's okay if it well, is. Both of them are really good. <laughs> have you watched any of the original series? A handful. Yeah. 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 Okay. We watched a handful from season one, and we watched Cat's Paw. Um, but she didn't really like it, so I didn't. So we moved on to Next Generation because I didn't want to bore her. Like I understand that she, the original series is not for everybody. I mean, my wife doesn't like the original series at all. She thinks it's too campy, right? And so you know, get them in with Next Generation, which is the easily accessible one, and then go from there. Has, have you seen any Voyager? We watched Caretaker. Okay. Uh, but it was it was a while ago. She probably doesn't remember it. Okay. Um, but that was, we wrote we watched that one for melodic tracks. Okay. So what is it about? That's the one with the woman captain, Captain Janeway. Mm, still don't remember. Yeah, she. We watched it like two years ago. So no Enterprise either. No Enterprise. No Deep Space Nine. Okay. So. Okay. Well, there's lots of time to pick up all the others. Lots of Star Trek. Yeah. That's good. How about your favorite ship? What's your favorite ship, kiddo? Hmm. Enterprise D. Enterprise D. Good answer. Tell them why. Because you said you said there's something that it does that you really liked. Um. I forget what it was. For saving the people. Oh yeah, like when it detaches. The saucer section. Yeah. So you really like that, yeah. That's a cool effect. Yeah. Do you have a reason for why you like that, or is it just that it's cool? Well, I like it because it's like it's really caring. Like this is actually what Star Trek taught me. It taught me how to care for other people because when I watch one of those episodes when they detach, it feels like it's really caring to me because everybody matters. Mm-hmm. They're saving the people who live on the ship and there's good and they might be sacrificing themselves. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. How old are you? Very good. How about you, Brandon? So mine's kind of a tie. I've got two ships that I really like. I really love the Miranda class, which is the Reliant from Star Trek two. Okay. Uh, which is the first non like not enterprise ship that we saw in Star Trek. I really love that one. And I actually really love the constellation class, which was the USS stargazer captain Picard's first ship with the four nacelles. I really love those two ships, you know, those movie era style ships. I love the, the movie era enterprise, but I, I really like those two because of the, the change in design of not having the secondary hull and then having the four warp engines on the other ship. So that's, that's what that's we haven't seen a lot of either of those too. So yeah, we haven't not not nearly enough. <laughs> How about, uh, do you have a favorite episode or a movie? Yeah. So I think my favorite episode of star Trek, I think about this a lot and, uh, I think it actually might be deadlock from Voyager, which is a season two episode where I was not expecting that. Yeah, I know. I really love this episode a lot. Um, so for those that don't remember, it's they, they come across the Vidians, but they end up going through that spatial rift, which creates the two ships that are sucking the antimatter from the one source. And then we end up with whatever he says, the alternate Harry Kim, which is not quite true, but I won't get into that here. <laughs> um, but I really love that episode. I think it's a lot of fun. And, you know, the first the first 
te- the teaser of it, it's like seven and a half minutes. It's got an awesome scene with every character on the show. There's so much action. There's so much destruction. I, I think it's just a powerhouse hour of television, and I just love it. Wonderful. I have to rewatch that. Yeah, yeah it's so good. Yeah. How about you, Aubrey? Um, I'm thinking, I've been thinking about it a little bit, and I think it's the one in Discovery where, like, there's two ships when they, um, not warp, but do the spore drive. Mm-hmm. I, I like it when they, like, split into two ships. Oh, oh yeah, the yeah. Mirror Universe? The Mirror Universe? Yeah. The first one when they went to the Mirror Universe? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen the movies, Aubrey? No. She's seen a little bit of 2009. So Star Trek 09. She's a little confused. She keeps asking, so I thought that Amanda died, you know, because we're yeah. seeing her in Discovery, right? Right. So, so I'm trying to explain to her parallel realities, which isn't really going that well. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till she's nine. <laughs> but it's funny how kids can always change. Like even adults, we change with our favorite episodes all the time. Because yeah. last night you told me a different one as your favorite episode. She told me that uh, the one where Harry Mudd was uh, at all the uh, the short track Harry Mudd episode. Oh, really? Yeah, that was really good too. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I like Harry Mudd. Yeah, so she liked that one a lot too. So, okay, we thought it was a girl. Well, I personally, I did too. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite movie, Brandon? Uh, favorite search movie is definitely Wrath of Khan. Yeah. The Wrath of Khan is, I, I know that this sounds like a nerdy Star Trek thing to say, but The Wrath of Khan is an absolutely perfect movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it, it, from start to finish, it is perfect. The only reason that Star Trek Six goes below for me is because of the Scooby-Doo ending when they rip off the mask and whatnot. I really don't like that. But I understand that that's like the director's cut. I've, that's mm-hmm. all I've ever seen, right? So I can't even distance myself from it. But Star Trek Two is a perfect movie from start to finish. You know the the way that they bring the story in with the him not learning the no win scenario and Spock never having taken the no win scenario, and then Spock sacrificing at the at the end, so Kirk loses but he wins. Oh, I mean, it's just it's it's a beautiful, beautiful story from start to finish. I love it so much. Very true. Now, have you two ever disagreed on anything revolving around Star Trek? Have we ever disagreed on anything? I don't know. Only the last discovery. We we agreed on that one. Um, no, I don't think so. No, I mean, I guess she doesn't like TOS, and I do. Like okay. TOS is pretty high on my favorite series lists. You know, it's probably yeah. my second favorite. I have not watched. I know you need to watch more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have not watched a lot of Star Trek. I have a long ways to go. Yes, you do. We'll we'll do this again in five years, okay? And we'll see what your opinion was is then. How's that sound? Sooner. Sooner. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I, like, I like to do podcasts. I can see that you're very good at it. <laughs> Has your fa- Brandon? I'm sure this affects you more than Aubrey, but I'll ask her as well. Has your fandom changed with Star Trek over the years? It certainly has. I mean, you know, growing up, fandom is very interesting. Growing up, I didn't really have a lot of people to discuss Star Trek with. And so, you know, what I learned to love, like the episodes and characters that I love, some of that stuff I didn't find out until much later that a lot of people don't like. You know, like I'm known on the Trek FM network for my love of the episode, The Alternative Factor. And I didn't find out until I got involved with fandom that people hate that episode. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? And, you know, Pulaski... 
I love Pulaski. I think Pulaski's a better person and a better doctor and a better character than Crusher. And like, so when I found out that everybody hated Pulaski, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Oh, she's mean to Data. And it's like, really? She's mean to Data in one episode and she grows. Like out of any character in Star Trek, Pulaski grows the most in the least amount of time. And I will defend her at any time because in Pen Pals, when they're sitting there talking about Serienka, she is defending Data and saying that his emotions matter on this situation. Like I... That scene where she has the tea ceremony with Worf, people are out of their minds when they say Pulaski is not a good character. She is a great character, so I don't know. I don't know. People are bonkers, but that's fandom in general. I think I completely agree with Pulaski. I think right on with that. Not this guy, yes, right here beside me. But uh, my fandom actually really died when Enterprise went off the air because I didn't have any involvement. I had the novels to continue to read, but honestly. In 20, 2015, I think it was late 2015, I found Trek FM because of one of the Star Trek authors I was following on Facebook posted a link to Literary Treks. Mm-hmm. And so my gateway into back into my fandom was Literary Treks on Star Trek, uh, Trek FM. And I got involved with the, the From There to Here rewatch that the network did in 2016. I got heavily involved with that. And I just dove back into my fandom after a decade. And it was really a lot of fun. And, you know, while I'm at a point right now where I kind of find fandom frustrating because there's so much bickering mm-hmm. between fans, like, I, I think listening to this, like, Twitter is such a snapshot of what you're trying to say. You know, like, listening to this, I don't think either of you would ever say that I hate Discovery. But, you know, like, any of these critiques that you put into text, people just kind of assume that right. you hate it right off the bat, you know? And it's like, I don't hate it. There's things that I don't like about it, but there's things that I don't like about all the shows. It's not what I wanted that to be right now, but I know that it's early, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't subscribe to the opinion, well, give it a break because it was season one and season one of all of them is no good. I don't buy that anymore because TV's better than that. You know, right. like, there's no shows that I watch where season one was terrible. Because if season one's terrible, I don't continue watching the show. There's no season two. <laughs> I don't go to season two. Like, Westworld. Yeah. Everybody's like, you got to get to, like, episode nine of Westworld. And then it just blows your mind. I'm like, I don't got that kind of time. I, I watch four episodes of Westworld. You don't got me by then. I am out. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, I gave up on Westworld, right? But it, that's why I say all the shows that I watch, they were amazing from the beginning of season one. So, I don't Yeah, know. talking about fandom, it, it, it's really... I think the internet's had a lot to do with it being kind of toxic, yeah. you know, that type of thing too. And that's, that's what I'm hoping with this podcast is we're not talking about negative things. We're talking about what we like mm-hmm. about Star yeah. Trek, not what we don't like. So that's, that's, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that being the message going forward in this. Has doing so many podcasts affected your fandom? Do you think, do you, does it change how you watch the shows for me? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not so much watching it for fun anymore as I am watching it for a purpose. And I, I think that that may have affected my enjoyment of season one of Discovery a bit too much because, you know, I was doing the Edge on Trek FM and I was watching the episodes like four times before I recorded the podcast and with a, with a really heavy critical analysis. And, I, you know, it really, really affected my enjoyment of it. So I'm not doing very much podcasting on season two of Discovery. I've been on a few here and there, um, but I'm really not involved too much with it. And I'm kind of glad for that. Uh, because it's kind of letting me enjoy it a bit more than just than than I was last year. So I just kind of want to enjoy it and watch it. And I am I am really enjoying season two uh, a lot. Good, good, good. Now conventions. We talked about STLV. Uh, Aubrey, have you ever gone to an, a Star Trek convention? 
I don't think so. You've been to the Fan Expo here in Regina, and we got to meet Jonathan Frakes. Oh, yeah, that? Mm-hmm. That was the only one. Yeah, um, but we should, she hasn't been to any conventions, no. Okay. If you, if you were to go, would you dress up? Well, you did. When we went to Fan Expo, you dressed oh. up as Princess Leia. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, did you have the buns on either side of your head? Yep. <laughs> oh, very cool. <laughs> right then and there, I said, I want my hair to be brown. <laughs> Is there a Star Trek character you would dress up as? If I could. I don't really know. You don't know? What's her girl? What's her name? Uh, what's her name? Tilly? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tilly. Yeah. <laughs> Tilly. Yeah, Tilly tells jokes. I thought you said Jilly. Oh. <laughs> no, Tilly, yeah. Now, Brent, I know you've gone to uh, Star Trek conventions, STLV. Have you ever cosplayed? Um, I had upstairs. Um, I've got an Enterprise away team jacket. Mm-hmm. And I've got Spock's blue dress uniform from TOS. And oh. I bought them for when I went to my first convention in 2012. And then I got a desk job and got really fat, so they don't fit anymore. <laughs> so I don't cosplay anymore. So now you can cosplay like Shatner. Yeah, hey. now I cosplay like Shatner. Uh, they, they were pretty expensive, and I'm like, I can't buy another one. And uh, I know us. No, they weren't. They were off of. They were still like a hundred bucks each, but they were out of like China or something. Oh, yeah, I've got a few of those. Yeah, yeah cosplaying's fun. It gives you a different. You know, and you don't feel out of place doing it either at like STLV. Yeah, I um I tweeted out a picture of of Yar from uh, the Naked Time where she's like wearing that sexy outfit, and I'm like, I just found my my next cosplay for STLV, but I don't have to get <laughs> her shave. Now, when you when you look at when you look at Aubrey and she's watching Star Trek, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Um, I'm thinking, I hope this this next scene is good for her to watch. <laughs> Yeah, the no, pause I, the pause button at your hand. <laughs> you got to go out of the room now. Yeah. No, um, I'm thinking. You know, I'm enjoying watching with her. I'm I'm enjoying seeing her reaction and how she's reacting to, reacting to the show. Um, she kind of suffers what all of us are suffering right now, though, which is the way that storytelling is done. It's like when when some type of thing happens in the show, you're like, oh, that's got to have some deeper meaning, and there's going to be some twist involving that later on. And so she is trying to predict some twists that are going to happen and. Because she's young, she's coming up with some pretty fantastic twists, which I don't think will happen. But it, it's kind of fun watching her, and she'll like something will happen, then she'll be like, oh, "Pause it, pause it, pause it," and then so we pause it. She'll tell me some crazy theory, and I'm like, "Yeah, I don't think they're doing that." <laughs> Has it ever turned out where they are? No, <laughs> oh, not yet, huh? Well, not yet. <laughs> who's the red angel, Aubrey? Who's the red angel? No idea. <laughs> no, I don't have. I don't have a clue who it is. I don't tell her anything that I read online. Not much. I told her about Voke uh, mm-hmm. before he was revealed, before Tyler was revealed as Voke. I said, people think that uh, Tyler's Voke. And she's like, what? And I said, we haven't seen Voke since we've seen Tyler. And her face just went like, oh. <laughs> 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 it was pretty funny when I told, when she realized that we hadn't seen we hadn't seen uh, Vogue since we'd seen Tyler. She was like, "Oh my goodness!" So <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. How how do you watch Star Trek? Uh, on TV. On TV, okay. <laughs> is, is that you know? Do you do you also read books on it and things like that? You know, how you consume Star Trek? 
Oh yeah, we just watch uh, just watch TV shows. Like we have Crave to watch Discovery, okay, uh, which is the Canadian way that we get it up here. And then I've got them all on Blu-rays, okay. Uh, so you know we watch Next Generation on Blu-ray. Um, but no, she hasn't gotten into any books or any of the comics yet, or comics yet, or anything like that. So. No. Okay, you're looking forward to the Picard series. Yeah. See, like, she's just getting into Next Generation, so Picard's yeah. not really that big a character for her yet. Yeah. Like, we're okay. about halfway into season one, so uh, I certainly am. Yeah. So, so, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Going forward, what are you looking forward to that Star Trek will do? Or you hope they do? I hope they will, like, do more fighting. Like, they're not doing a lot of fighting. You want more action? Yeah. So we need Giorgio back, huh? More Giorgio. I think she's going to be in tonight's episode. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, we watch it tomorrow night, but it's it, they, they get it tonight. Yeah, They're getting get it. in in about an hour, I think, right? Oh, yep. dang yeah. it. 45 minutes. We're going to get it right yeah. away here. Um, for myself, honestly, you know, the thing that I'm actually looking forward to the most with Star Trek is more short treks. I really enjoy the short treks, and I think that they can have a lot of fun with that. And again, if you go back to those early roundtables that I was on, I'm like, I want an anthology show where there's season long arcs and that's it. You know, like American Horror Story or True Detective. Um, I think that could be a lot of fun and that could really flush out the Star Trek universe a significant amount. Honestly, that's what I would like. Like they talked about that con miniseries, things like that. I would love for them to do just special eight episode runs. I would love them to do that. You think we'll see a Pike show? I don't. Um, and uh, while that is kind of disappointing, um, I don't think that we will. We might see, we might get a Pike uh, short track, uh, but I don't think that we're going to get a Pike show. You think we're going to lose him at the end of the season? Well, they've, they've announced, and I think even Anson Mount had said one point, like well, they recently announced that he's not coming back for season three, and everybody seems surprised by that. And I'm like, well, I thought we knew that already. Um, like, he's obviously, he's not going to die, right? Because <laughs> we see him again in the Menagerie. Um, but one thing that I really hope that they don't do, I really hope that they don't give this... They, I, I hope they don't end the season that he gets his theta radiation burn oh. like at the end of this year. I really hope they don't do yeah. that because... Yeah, she well, she doesn't own the menagerie. In the menagerie, when we see him, he's like in a wheelchair and all really burnt up. So, which is at, which takes place after Discovery. So, I hope that they don't make Discovery the reason that happens. The reason that that happens. So, yeah, I've got a I theory. Agree. I've got a theory on this. It's that they they have carefully said Pike will not be back on Discovery season three. Yeah, so you think they've made that distinction. Discovery season three. Mm-hmm. Well, there could be another show, and this week, in fact. Alex Kurtzman tweeted out a photograph of them putting finishing touches on the Enterprise Bridge. No. Now, I'd be thrilled if there is. Why why are they working on an Enterprise Bridge if they're, you know, it's, I'm sorry, and they've already done filming Discovery. So why are they working on Enterprise Bridge? I just, I saw that and it's my heart talking. (laughs) I want to see it. No, it could be. I mean, when do you think they'd make that announcement then if they did? Uh, a little convention in August, probably. You think in Vegas? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Crazy. One episode that I don't like, I mean, I don't get on the short tracks, I don't get it, is like why they did the robot falling in love with the boy. On the ship? Yeah. The Calypso. 
Yeah, I haven't told her my theory on that one yet. What does that mean to me? It doesn't mean anything to me. So what if... Uh, Beautiful episode, though. So that takes place a thousand years in the future in Discovery. So here, you're going to get a live reaction. Come close to the microphone. I'm okay. Okay, so what? So just before Arium left the ship and died in last week's episode, she dumped a bunch of information into the computer. What if that personality is Arium's personality in the, in the ship a thousand years from now? What? <laughs> <laughs> what if... That's a good theory. I like that theory. Whoa. Would that change your thoughts on Calypso now? Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to watch Calypso again. Maybe we can watch that tonight. Yeah. Listen to the voice. It's not her. It's not the same voice. I looked that up. It's oh, you already did that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to check to see if they had Hannah Cheeseman do that. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, are you, now, there's going to also be a cartoon series for Star Trek. Are you yeah. interested in watching that? Two of them, yeah. I am. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, are you interested in watching a Star Trek cartoon TV show? I like the real ones better. Well, what do you, how do you know? You haven't seen the cartoons. <laughs> you haven't seen the animated series I yet? Have. Well, I think we've seen a couple animated I've episodes. I've seen a couple. Yeah. Only a couple of them. Yeah. I don't I think it's a really cool idea. One's going to be really kid focused. Yeah. Dayton Ward sent out the best tweet the other day, like a little while ago. You know, when Star Trek Discovery came out, they're like, this isn't good enough for me to watch with my family. This isn't good enough for me to watch with my kids. Yeah. And then they announce the kids show and they're all like, this is terrible. They're ruining Star Trek. Who wants kids shows? And it's like, what do you that's fandom. Know. Isn't it wonderful? Oh, that's fandom summed up. I'm excited. I think it's going to be cool. Yep. I mean, I think that a lower decks is ripe for wonderful Star Trek storytelling. Like the captain wants us to do what we're supposed to go where and do what? I don't know. I just think it could be really, really funny. So, yeah, I feel sorry for the guys over on Mission Log. They're going to be doing that podcast for another 50 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope they do more funny stuff in Star Trek. You like the funny stuff? Yeah. Bring the funny. Like, Data. He's a really funny character. Mm-hmm. Life forms. You tiny little life forms. You precious little life forms. Where are you? He's not my favorite, but he's really funny still. <laughs> he is funny. He doesn't so, yeah. get a lot of things. Yes. Okay. Well, is there anything else you two would like to share with us about your fandom or Star Trek in general? Anything else you want to share? Not really. No. No? Um, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm, I love Star Trek. I'm very happy to be doing the podcast. I'm very happy to be talking about it. Um, I'm looking forward to what's to come. I'm, we're in a Star Trek golden era. That's for sure. Yes, we are. Um, I, I think it's going to be really spectacular that they're planning on running Star Trek like every week, 52 weeks a year with new episodes of Star Trek. I think that's going to be really cool. And for all the people who are like, well, that's too much Star Trek. Well, when Star Trek, Voyager and started using Steinware and we got 52 episodes a year, you know, so I don't know. I think it's, I think this is going to be just fine. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be pretty spectacular. Great. Um, yeah. How many episodes are there going to be in discovery too? Uh, there's going to be five more. So 14 total this year. We got tonight or tomorrow nights and then four more and then it'll be a break. So no. you, can, you can watch them all again. No, then you can start your original series rewatch or watch. <laughs> you can try that out okay do that do me a favor start watching the original series <laughs> okay 
After right. Discovery, though. After <laughs> Discovery. All right. It's a deal. Well, I want to thank you both for coming on the podcast today. It was a lot of fun and sharing your Star Trek story with us. Thank yeah, you so much. Fantastic to hear you. Yeah, it's great to meet you guys. Uh, thank you so very much. Uh, we had a lot of fun. I'm glad that we were here to talk about our daddy-daughter Star Trek story. It's, it's really good. So. <laughs> we love it. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was fun. Yeah, it was cool. She was real. Her, her one answer was really sharp about the saucer section. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. That's good to have them both on. That was fun. Like always, you can find me on the Twitters. I'm at the weird teacher. You can also find all of my incredibly handsome, modest selfies on the Instagrams. Uh, same thing at the weird teacher. And you can find all of my writing. Um, it's not necessarily about Star Trek, but it's often in there. Uh, a lot of it's about teaching at he's the weird teacher dot blogspot And you can find my books on Amazon. He's the weird teacher, the teaching text you welcome and a classroom of one. So those are why those are what you can find and what I'm up to. Um, what are you doing and where they can where can they find you? Yeah, well, I have another podcast. It's called The Observer's Notebook. It's the official podcast of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. Uh, we currently have about 65 episodes online. We've been doing it for about two years, and it's a lot of fun. We just hit 20,000 downloads, so I. That freaks me out that I've had that many people listen to my podcast. So if you have an amateur astronomer or an astronomer in your life that uh, would like to learn more and, and listen to me talk to different astronomers from around the world, uh, please check out the Observer's Notebook. And you can contact uh, us on the internet at generationstrek at gmail.com. Uh, our Twitter is at generationstrek. And we also have a Facebook page. Just search for generationstrek. And we would like to thank Sarah Windish. She is the one who wrote the theme song for the podcast. All right, buddy. I'm going to get home. Yep. Kiss the family for me. I will. I love you, buddy. Love you, too. Bye. Bye. You can find us all over the internet. Our email address is generationstrek, that's one word, at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at generationstrek. And on Facebook, just search for generationstrek. Star Trek's themes of hope, diversity, peace, and unity are messages that we all should cherish and pass on to our friends and family. This podcast is a vehicle to show just how fans of the franchise share their Star Trek memories and passions with those they love. Thank you for listening to Generations, an independent Star Trek podcast.